This is part two of my Nomadland film review, and it's taken me a while to get to this because, you know, watching it and then talking about it in episode one, which, uh, by the way, episode one is just talking about how beautiful the film is, how well it's acted, uh, how well it's directed, the the cinematography and uh, things like that. But it doesn't get much into my feelings about about the film. And so I, I wanted to to follow up and talk about th- these issues that I have with it and, and just my feelings about it, which, again, took me a while to kind of formulate. You know, I actually attempted a recording of this a couple of weeks ago, and it just didn't come out right. Uh, so, so I took some time to think about it more and to do some kind of research on it and, and look into how the film was made and, and the original book uh, by, by Jessica Bruder. So this is what I've kind of come up with in answer to my own feelings and concerns about the movie. You know, the thing is, many van lifers are doing, uh, are, are living out of their vans out of necessity. And that is financial necessity. And as Fern says, houseless. <laughs> she doesn't like to use the term in the film, homeless. So she says houseless. And that's great. That's uh, interesting and adorable. But at any rate, um, the film represents that issue beautifully. It does a really great job of showing, you know, what it's like for a few people in this story to, you know, be living out of their vans because they don't, they can't afford rent or whatever. So, um, but there are limitations to that. For example, it it fails to show the breadth and reality of that issue. Um, I'm in Seattle presently, and we have very real homelessness here and. Uh, homeless camps, and there are always several RVs at those homeless camps, and they're always in bad need of repair or just very old and dilapidated. So the point is that the film doesn't really encompass the breadth and reality of financial struggles going on and how that relates to the camper van world and RV world. But the thing is, it shows the protagonists, the main character and and the supporting character's specific experiences And it doesn't need to represent all van lifers and all van life experiences. I understand that. Um, You know, it's a story about a specific person and and their their issues. So I guess take the film with a grain of salt in terms of poverty and financial struggles and, and things like that. And I'll get more into that in a minute because it does become quite a pointed issue with regard to this movie specifically. Uh, The film perpetuates some negative van life stereotypes. And that's really, I've realized what kind of dug into me when I watched that movie and, and you know, the in terms of the feelings I walked away with. So in an interview with Cinema Express, Frances McDormand, who plays Fern, the lead character, she's quoted as saying, The story by Jessica Bruder dispelled all my romanticism about hitting the road in a van. I pulled that quote from from radiotimes.com. I'll go ahead and put a link to that article in show notes so you can go read it if you wish. Now, the problem with that quote is that the original story written by Bruder uh, is about a woman who lived in a Jeep and was financially destitute following the 2007 financial crisis. Now, that's kind of a big, very big difference to me in terms of the film. The film doesn't represent that at all. And it has very little to do with van life as we know it today for many people. You know, it's become something else in many ways. And there are a lot of people who have embraced van life 
um, as a viable way to live with or without a lot of money. And this film does a poor job of representing that. Again, that's okay. That's not the point of the movie. But for McDormand to say that the story of by Jessica Bruder, Bruder dispelled all my romanticism about hitting the road in a van, well, she's recreating this story and trying to shoehorn it into the modern world. This is 15 years after the original story happened. So it does a disservice to the camper van world as we know it today. And that's that's really the heart of what bothered me about it. And I didn't understand it when I watched it because I didn't know that fact and those facts about the original story. On top of that, the lead character, Fern, is stubborn and, and seemingly unwilling to improve her circumstances. That's also troublesome to me. I don't know how well that adheres to the book. I haven't read it. But um, while I understand that this is a story about an individual's personal experiences in life, I felt a bit emotionally manipulated by the story, like I was somehow required to feel sorry for her while she refuses to seek long-term stability in a variety of ways. Friends offer her places to live or, or park, and she refuses all that. And, and, you know, there's kind of a, she has a breakdown and she has to, you know, go to asking her family for help. Um, that's fine. I've done that before. But to kind of couch the attitude of this particular quote-unquote van lifer, who, remember, originally was a Jeep dweller in, in terms of, of modern-day van life, I think is unfair and, and even unnecessary. I kind of wish the story had been told in its original form and that you know romanticism of hitting the road in a van, quote-unquote, was left out of it because it, the, the two are unrelated, virtually unrelated. Um, now, I'm a compassionate person, and I can sympathize with most anyone's situation, but it would have been nice to see some forward momentum from our hero, which obviously is the case in reality. Okay, She's much better off now, uh, so, so everything I've read uh, reports on her life. And, and so uh, from what I understand, the story as we know it in Nomadland, the film is kind of doctored and, and altered. And that's always true, by the way. It, there's, there are very few films that adhere uh, consistently to their original book form. You know, I just want to mention, on the other hand of all this, I don't require films and other storytelling to, be, to tie everything up in a neat bow. We are meant to see a snapshot in the life of Fern, and there's nothing wrong with the story leaving us to imagine her future. Um, she's obviously a strong, intelligent woman who can fend for herself most of the time. So it's easy to imagine her pulling out of her intense grief, which is a spoiler. She loses her husband and her home. So uh, it's easy to easy enough to imagine her pulling out of her intense grief and maybe even her financial difficulties. Uh, I, I like to think of the final scene of the film where Fern has returned to the now dilapidated home she shared with her husband as her saying a final goodbye to that chapter of her life. Uh, I can picture her stepping up to improve her situation after that, um, to take responsibility for her future and live a more positive life. It's like my dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering you know what I mean? 
you know, we can only hope that that's what really happened, assuming that in the true to life story, <laughs> the lead character was equally grief stricken and uh, sort of stubborn about improving your life, etc. Uh, all that to say, as I've mentioned before, the, the the film doesn't represent van life well for many people, and my concern is that it will serve to perpetuate stereotypes, and that's a shame. It really is. It's uh, it's unfortunate that that something more positive couldn't have been uh, created, and hopefully someone will do that. <laughs> Because the thing is, if it had been a small, obscure movie that few people saw, it wouldn't matter, right? Um, and and it's not uncommon for movies like this to go unnoticed, except that this one was optioned, produced, uh, and starred in by a, a major Hollywood player. And so, you know, when Frances McDormand is in or creates a film, people pay attention. She's one of our great greatest living actors so a lot of people saw it and it won several oscars including best picture so it's had a substantial impact and i think that that that's unfortunate in terms of of the negativity with regard to van life not only the negativity but the inaccuracies with regard to van life so that that pretty much wraps that up. Uh, I don't have a lot more to say about it other than uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Shoot me a um, shoot me an email at podcast at vansage.com. We can chat about it. Or uh, at some point, this review will all be uh, translated into text and posted on the site. And uh, feel free to leave a comment there or reach out directly to me again at podcast at vansage.com. Okay, thanks for listening. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Camper Van Podcast. The Vansage newsletter goes out every Sunday evening, and if you're not signed up for that yet, well, you're missing out. Packed full of valuable, fun weekly features, product resources, videos, photography, exclusive content, and other cool van life stuff. It's easy to get signed up, only takes a few seconds, and the link to do so is in show notes right there in your podcatcher app. And while you're at it, I have a quick favor to ask. Please take a few seconds to send that link to friends, family, post it to your social media feeds, etc. It really does make all the difference and will allow me to continue publishing this show. Okay, that's it for now. Take care. Have fun. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the adventure. But you treat me so unkind. I see.